Hi, welcome back to the Pickleball Physio Podcast, where we talk about pickleball recovery and prevention of injuries so you can get back on the court sooner and stay on the courts longer. Ultimately, we all just want to play more games, right? Um, I'm your host, Sarah Leon Lowe, and I have a very special guest and who will be a recurring guest. This is my mom, Princess Leong, and she herself is a pickleball athlete and competitor, as well as a certified pickleball coach. Um, she also has a background in physical therapy. She got her transitional doctorate in physical therapy and has upkept her license. So she and I get to nerd out together a lot about um, pickleball, about health and fitness, about the anatomy of our bodies. So I'm really excited to be having her come on regularly and talk about how to stay healthy and fit um, for the game of pickleball. So welcome, Mom. Thanks. Good to be here, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so um, I kind of wanted to spend some of this episode talking a little bit more about Mom and her story with pickleball and what she's been doing in the world of pickleball and how she keeps herself healthy and fit for pickleball. So can you share a little bit about your background of when you got started in pickleball, what drew you in, what got you addicted, and now has you wrapped around the finger of the sport of pickleball? Well, first of all, I don't come from any racket sports. I was a gym rat. Basically, I like basketball and volleyball um, and uh, anything that you would play in the gym. But um, the only racket sports I ever did was like ping pong and maybe a little bit of badminton and a little bit of racquetball. But other than that, I tried tennis. I really, 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 really wanted to be a tennis player, but um, just couldn't just couldn't hack it. I mean, it was just, I didn't have the strength. So I met a hus my husband, he played tennis and he tried to get me to play tennis with him and couldn't, couldn't swing it. So poor guy couldn't play tennis with me. But then when he found pickleball six years ago, um, he actually said, hey, princess, let's go to a park where they're playing pickleball and check it out. So uh, it was on my birthday. We went over there to this park and, um, you know, pickleball players, they're just so friendly and we just love our sport so much. We're just going to spread it like wildfire. So we were just standing there looking in the fence and they said, hey, come on in. You're interested in playing pickleball? We're like, no, we're just watching. And they're like, no, you got to come in. You got to try it. You're going to love it. So they gave us paddles and they had us hit over the net a few times and, and just hearing that pop off the paddle, just the, oh. It just made me go, I can do this. This is so much fun. And you're just like, it was just like a, a, a little family game kind of feeling. But then still there's like a sports edge to it too. So from that day on, I looked at Mike and go, I'm gonna, we can do this. Let's do this. And from that point on, we were just scouring the internet for how to play this game. And we bought paddles and we bought our own net. And we were at that park like every other day. And... From then on, it was just an upward, upward soaring in the sport because back then, six years ago, nobody knew what pickleball was still. We would go around going, oh, we play pickleball, and we're like, huh? Mm -hmm. So it's grown a lot in the last six years, mm -hmm. and it's been good. We became ambassadors for the USA Pickleball Association, the USAPA at the time. Um, for the city of San Jose, and it was a struggle to get pickleball going back then. But in the last three years since COVID hit, it is booming in San Jose now. We've since moved from there. 
but um, pickleball has caught fire and it is here to stay. Yeah. Six years ago, people were like, oh, it's just a fad. We're not going to change our tennis courts into pickleball courts because <laughs> it's just a passing fad. But it's here to stay, folks. Yes, which is exciting. Yes. And it's it's so addictive. Everybody gets super into it. And um, people just get started for fun and then eventually start competing, which you and Dad did. Can you share a little bit more about what turned the table, turned the tides where you go to from recreational to competitors? Yeah. Um, we, okay, there was very little on the internet for um, pickleball. And so back then people were just like doing these crude streaming of the nationals. <laughs> and we were like eating it all up, watching Simone Jardim and all these, um, Sarah Ansbury and all these um, OG, as I would call them, pros back then. And we were watching nationals um, on people's crude home screenings when they were at nationals um, streaming um, and I just said, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. Because back then, Nationals was held at a trailer park. <laughs> Would you believe that? And um, because, as you know, pink pickleball came from trailer parks. And it was just a family game. And so the whole culture of pickleball back then was just really this fun um, trailer park family thing. And so I looked at that. I'm like, man, you know, hey, I wouldn't mind competing because it just seems so low-key. And I have a competitive edge on me too because growing up in basketball and volleyball I was on teams and stuff and I did miss competing and so my husband said yeah let's let's try it and we did like within a within a few months of starting pickleball we joined our first 3-0 tournament <laughs> mixed doubles and uh that one in the books which is uh a learning experience for us but um it wasn't without taking uh, we were so serious to get good we took a clinic we went, flew all the way from california to florida to to learn under cal yates and simone jardine because they were some of the few pros that were holding clinics and uh had a five-day crash course on pickleball and tournaments and they said hey yeah you guys are ready but just join 3-0 and just start climbing from there and we have been and tournaments are fun um we've enjoyed tournaments i like to play tournaments because it becomes some sort of a reunion in sort in, in sorts that you meet people at tournaments that you normally wouldn't meet if you didn't play in tournaments and every time you play a tournament you end up seeing them again so it's 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 a different community the tournament community yeah. versus rec play because you're seeing people coming from everywhere to one spot. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have traveled across the states. You guys gone international, just playing tournaments and making friends and stuff like that. Um, and doing more than just mixed doubles as well. Yeah, we've done singles and gender doubles too. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite amongst, or is there a difference in terms of preparation for mixed versus gendered versus singles? They're all different animals. Um, I didn't ever want to play singles and um, I started out just playing mix with Mike because he was the only, my husband Mike, because he was the only easy partner to have, he's available. And um, he ended up wanting to play singles. So um, at, at a regionals, Western regionals, he entered singles and men's 
doubles and played with me. And so I only played one event and I sat for the other two. And I'm just like, oh man, I could be doing something here. And my husband said the next year, he goes, you should sign up for singles. So you're not just sitting around doing nothing. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. And then <laughs> he signed me up. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I don't want, I'll play. So I played and I learned that singles is fun. It's a smaller court, it's doable. And I like, I like the idea of um, that you're, you're in charge of the, every, single, every single ball, you know? Every time the ball comes over, you're responsible. You're not having to guess what your partner's doing or you're not, you're not having to lift up your partner if they're having a bad time or whatever. So I enjoy that part because as an introvert, you know, I work well by myself. But working doubles, um, women's doubles and uh, mixed, that's also fun too mm -hmm. because it's just a different, different strategy, yeah. different uh, court coverage. Um, and just the camaraderie. I, I'm a team sports person, so even just that little team of two people, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have competed at nationals as well. Yes. Tell me more about that experience, the, the, the journey of prepping and training and then also being there um, and competing. What was that like for you? Well, that, that regionals that I played singles at, I did okay that I was able to get a gold. <laughs> and and at the time, uh, if you get a gold at regionals, actually you do still. If you get a gold at regionals, it's a shoe-in to nationals. You, you got the golden ticket to nationals. So I had that golden ticket, so it's like I should cash in on it. So fortunately, that year, nationals was moved to Indian Wells from Casa Grande, um, Arizona. So it was closer to home for me. And I'm like, hey, this is cool, let's, let's do it. So that year, I think that was 2019, um, I competed singles in nationals and uh, got knocked down to the back draw after two matches, um, but fought through the back draw and got the gold medal. It was a tough day, Yeah. long story, but it was, it was, it's a memory I'll never forget. Yeah. And you, you logged this story. You entered this story into the Empowered Stories, uh, Pickleball Stories for Women book um, that we both were able to contribute stories into. But um, Dottie Berry was the one who kind of helped her and Jody Belcher helped gather a bunch of stories um, of women that are in love with pickleball and how pickleball has changed their life. Um, and the story of your trek to nationals is in this book. Yeah, which basically it um, it kind of um, st stories out my my um, experience in that nationals run to the gold medal that singles nationals run. So it, it's it's a fun little story. Um, it's nice to know that's in a book now that I don't have to keep repeating. I'm just go buy that book. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It, you know, um, that I, the beauty about pickleball is that it's taken somebody like me who was a former athlete. Um, and then when I had kids, I stopped being an athlete cause I was there taking care of my kids, raising them. And then on the other side of 40, I was just like, okay, um, what do I do with my life now? And it's really hard, you know, I wasn't really an exerciser. So 
I, I needed a sport. I wasn't like a runner or, you know, somebody that does these individual stuff. I needed a team. And so when pickleball came, um, it gave me an avenue to be physically active uh, and to, to desire to be healthy so that I could stay playing pickleball. So um, I actually said, you know, there's just so many people out there like me that are coming off the couch or coming out of their work cubicle because they, they retired and just jumping into pickleball and getting hurt like that. And they're like, oh, pickleball is too dangerous to play. We shouldn't be playing it. And I'm just like, no, we need to get into it gracefully because our brain is still 20, but our bodies are 50. And our bodies can catch up, but it needs a little time. And we can't just jump in the game. So I started uh, Pickleball for Health, um, trying to uh, promote wellness uh, so that uh, we could like stave off injury or, or um, strengthen so that we can optimize our athletic ability at yeah. our new age of retirement. Yeah. And so it's, it's been kind of a fun journey. I, I've, um, as a therapist, I use my knowledge as a physical therapist in my coaching. And so I notice when um, one of my first questions when I meet a student is, do you have any injuries that I need to be aware of? Um, because then if I know, oh, I have a pinched shoulder, then I know we need to, until you can get that shoulder to operate properly, we need to modify your movement. And, um, and then I can also recommend, hey, you know, you need to go see somebody about that shoulder because if you can't reach up past here, that's, that's not functional anyways outside of pickleball. So it's kind of a fun time to screen people and to kind of educate them to say, hey, you know, you've been accommodating and stuff for all this time. Maybe it's time you look at what's happening to your body and um, get, get that movement a little bit more optimal yeah and so that's the fun kind of edge that you're able to give in your coaching and your lessons mm -hmm. is you're working on skills and performance but it's also from the standpoint of their biomechanics and their actual motion strength and balance and agility type health too yeah. which is very cool so um you teach private lessons but you and dad also help to give back to the community and um, help out provide workshops locally as well. How did you guys um, decide what kind of workshops you guys are going to give um, and and how you want to bring that information to the pickleball community? There's always a need to teach beginners. Um, people are, are eternally con, um, curious about this sport, especially now that it's booming. Um, and so there's always people coming from scratch. So there's always a need to have lessons for beginners. And we contract with the, uh, the local city uh, parks and recreation, and uh, we conduct beginners clinics once a month. And um, basically they leave knowing how to play pickleball. Um, just like the scoring and basic strategy and just so that they can just go out and start playing. Um, then from there, um, we also hold a another clinic because I just feel that there are people out there that want to get better. 
and um, they just think that they get better by just playing rec hours on hours after hours and thinking the more you play, the better you get. But we all know with any anything we do in life, whether it's music or art or sports, there's there's discipline to it that to excel in something you need to practice small increments of that big thing that you're trying to do. And that drilling is important. And not a lot of people like to drill. Like for me, I hated doing scales playing violin, <laughs> but it was a very necessary discipline mm -hmm. to be an accurate violinist. Otherwise I'm playing on the tune. So, um, so drilling is the same thing. And I know for myself, when I started to drill, um, my, my play just got better exponentially. There was a period when uh, we were playing with our, our, our friends at the park and then uh, we just hit a wall, Mike and I, in our abilities. And we're like, we need, we need to go drill. So we actually spent a month not playing any rec and we found a little tennis court all by itself and we kind of marked it up. And then we practiced there three times a week, just drilling every shot. And then a month later, we showed up at the park again, and everybody's like, dude, what happened? Did you take, like, lessons or something? And we're like, no, we just drilled. They're like, we were wondering where you went. Like, were you, were you tired of pickleball? And we're like, no, we drilled. And they're like, you guys are different players now. Mm -hmm. So I'm a testimony, testimony that um, drilling really does make a difference. So we hold a drill clinic which is encouraging people to come together because a lot of people's complaints that I find with my students is like, I can't find somebody to drill with. And so um, we're like, well, then let's provide a, a group of people to drill with. So once a month, we kind of have a, a whole series of things we work on that just keep cycling after six months or six weeks. And we go through shots and they just, we, we teach them drills and then we also teach them um, like scenario drilling too so that they can also drill court positioning and things like that and people really enjoy it. We have a lot of people coming back over and over and over again and they do say they benefit, their play benefits from it and people are noticing that in their rec play they're like, hey, something's changing about you. And they say, because we're drilling. Yeah. Which is really special to be able to bring together people to build those skills together. Because there's a camaraderie. Everybody's growing together. And they yes. can be pointing out each other's gains and growth um, as they've been drilling together. So how do you take care of your fitness? How do you take care of your performance and your health to continue in improving your skill level and also just staying fit for the sport of pickleball. What do you do for yourself? Well, specifically for the sport of pickleball, I make sure that I warm up and stretch up before I play. Um, and that's something I, um, I really stress my students to, to not just walk on the court and think dinking around or drop shots as your warm up. Uh, yeah, it's a warm up for the actions of the game, but your body needs a, a full warm-up um just like in any sport you should warm up even when you play an instrument you're warming up so everything needs a warm-up in order to optimize your your um your best in it so um for me that's it specifically for pickleball outside of pickleball um i 
I'm trying to be more conscious about what I eat and I'm trying to make sure I'm getting my eight hours of sleep. That doesn't happen all the time, but um, I have on my watch a, a little reminder saying it's time to get ready for bed and, um, and things like that. And I try to get up at the same time every, every morning and I have my devotional meditation every morning because I think mental health wise and I, I'm a very spiritual person that helps me prepare for the day, not just for pickleball, but for everything. So I, I love pickleball. I love it so much <laughs> and I could do it all day, but I just feel also being balanced with doing other things because life, we still have life, right? Mm -hmm. And we still have relationships. So I try to intentionally keep relationships up, like visiting you and calling people and doing gardening and and other things because we need to also remember that we before pickleball we had other things we did mm -hmm. so trying to stay balanced in in spiritual and mental and physical and also emotional mm -hmm. because if we are not emotionally strong if we go out on that course and we had a bad day with the dog you know <laughs> or your spouse or your children or, or the office or whatever and you're not able to comp compartmentalize that or be able to decompress from that there's no if there's no tools in your belt for that you're going to go out on that court and take it out on your pickleball and you're not going to have fun and you're not you may not play well so everything all these gears come together um that affects your pickleball it's just amazing mm -hmm. and i find especially when you hit tournaments um there's there's a fortitude there's a mental and an emotional fortitude that is in play when you're playing you may have all the shots you may have drilled all the shots and you're reliable on your shots but something's gonna get in your head and it's it's all gonna fall apart so you got to really find a way to um have that mental fortitude not throughout your whole day because it's going to come into your pickleball playing too yeah absolutely do you have people on your team i use the term team because you like team sports but also um do you just have people that are kind of like supports in your upkeep of that mental emotional physical uh social um health to be engaged in the sport of pickleball or you know outside of that to kind of keep you um happy and healthy and um, in life who are some people that you have on your team that contribute to that definitely 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 I mean you're one of them oh, um, <laughs> and my husband's one of them and um, other pickleball it's amazing but the pickleball community has broadened my friendship circle uh, like I said I'm an introvert so I just I just if I had my way not my way, but if I was left to my own vices, I would stay at home <laughs> and just be with my book and my garden and cleaning my house. But Pickleball has gotten me out to meet a lot of different people that nurture me in so many different ways. Mm. And they are, these are friendships that, that we have lasted years. Um, and so anytime i mean it's not even just talking about pickleball stuff it's talking about health stuff it's talking about spiritual stuff it's talking about financial stuff um these people are all we're all 
willing to be entwined in each other's lives in some capacity because we all come from so many different walks of life. Pickleball is is non-biased that you you meet a lot of people from different walks of life that will nurture you mm -hmm. in so many ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, can't talk enough about how pickleball benefits. Yeah. I mean, pickleball, even my relationship with you in pickleball, um, I like playing doubles. And so I like playing doubles with mom, but then like with Michelle, my sister, you know, you guys enjoy playing singles together. So you get to have a really big span of, um, different kinds of relationships and different kinds of bonds that are formed um, through the sport of pickleball, which I think is really cool. And it's really fun hearing about, um, I commonly, since we're kind of in the same area, I commonly will run into people, whether it's clients or patients or just people in the community. Um, and I'll happen to mention that my parents are Mike and Princess Leong and they'll be like, oh, okay, like we love them. Either they take classes from them or they've played with them or something like that. And it's, it's just something that um, each person that plays is kind of a celebrity within their own community because everybody just is like, oh yeah, I played with so-and-so or enjoys, you know, this, this realm with so-and-so or whatever. Well, you're making your own name in the, yeah, in, in ball too. Trying, trying, um, with like this podcast and stuff like that. Well, too, but I would, just a side note, I was in Palm Springs signing up for a tournament and... I, and I said my name at the registration desk and a lady, two people down said, are, are, are you Sarah's mom? Yay. Yeah. People are starting to know who I am, which I love. Yeah. She didn't know. She just heard Leong. She didn't, I don't even think she remembers my first name. She yeah. just heard Leong and said, Sarah. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. It's just fun, which is very, very fun. So, um, is there anything that you see, um, within yourself or within other people that you wish was more common, either common knowledge or common practice in pickleball? I know we've talked about warm ups. I know that we've, you talked about drilling and stuff like that, but is there anything else that you would want to highlight as, Hey, this is an important part of pickleball that I wish more people would put into play, um, either on the courts or off the courts. Wow. That's a pretty heavy question because um, there's so many things um, that I see with my students I think um, I think the biggest thing is to have a balance between push and grace mm. for yourself because we should push ourselves to get better if we want I mean some people just want Pickleball to be a recreational thing for the rest of their life. But I think for the most of us, at least the people that come to me for lessons because they want to get better, um, they want to get better, but um, they they get, when, they, when they're pushed, because in my lessons, I do push them because that's the reason why they come. They want to get better. So I let them know, I'm like, I, I figure that you're coming to me because you want to get better. So you're willing to have me give you a little push. And um, they they get pushed and they enjoy it, but when it gets too hard, at a certain point, they get mad at themselves or or they shut down. And and that for me as a coach is something I have to watch for, right? And so then I have to back off and stuff. But I just want to encourage people that if you are seriously taking lessons, and I think all most coach, coaches would agree with me, 
If you're taking lessons, take it with the intention that uh, this is going to, to move you a different level. So don't just take the lessons thinking that the lessons, by being at a lesson, you're getting better. There's a lot of work that needs to be done to maintain what you gained at your lesson. Um, because I know there's people that just keep taking lessons and taking lessons, but they're just kind of in this whirlpool of lessons and lessons, but they're not really leveling up. And so when I tell my students, because they, when they finish my course, they're like, what's next? And I'm like, well, um, what's next is you take what you just learned and you work on it for the next year. Come back to me and I'll see if you're ready for what's next. Because <laughs> they just think, oh, I'm done with lessons, this series, so I'm ready for the next series. And I'm like, no. There's work to be done. Take each lesson as that next level you're trying to attain and work on what you learned at that lesson so that your coach can take you to the next level. They're not just rehashing what you learned down here. And that's what's gonna optimize your lesson time and you're gonna see yourself have greater gains. And that's what it means to um, do your homework, do your, do your drilling, and your um, just constant mental learning too. Yeah, yeah, which is, I think is a very, very valuable tip um, and something that everybody needs to have a little bit more balance of, especially those of us who, you know, if we get injured or we have any sort of um, obstacles for building skill levels, we need to have that balance of the push and the grace enough to encourage your body to be resilient and to move into areas of discomfort and growth, but also not push yourself so far that you hurt yourself. And so that discomfort becomes pain or, or you get frustrated, or you get frustrated and then you just or throw your hands up and go, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It's right. too hard. Right. Um, without necessarily going into detail, have you ever gotten injured playing pickleball or experienced any previous pains or injuries that have come up and limited you in pickleball? And how did you extend grace and compassion and care to yourself to get back on the courts and to continue playing more games? Yeah, well, it kind of helps that I'm a physical therapist, so I can kind of <laughs> tell when injury's starting and, and not pushing through injury. But one thing, um, early on, I'd say my first year of pickleball, um, I thought it was just like a little baby sport. And so it's like, it wasn't like, like high high intensity at the time for me and um but even with the intensity that i was playing the lower intensity um i still got hurt amazingly i wasn't like running for balls or sprinting for balls but my achilles was my left achilles was like inflamed and so hard it hurt that i couldn't walk and um and I could tell that if I kept going the way I was going, because I was playing like five days a week, three hours every day, um, I could rupture it. And that's like many, many months of recovery plus surgery possibly. So um, so I had to stop. I had to scale down. I, I had to like just play like once a week and um, just do all the measures of that we do as therapists to treat an inflamed tendon. And um, once it got better, I said, I don't want that ever to happen again. And so I really got religious about stretching my Achilles before playing and even during playing, like like between matches or waiting for the next game. In fact, I am stretching my Achilles, both sides, 
as a preventative measure for that happening again. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot, a lot of people are injuring their Achilles for the same reason. We're just tight people. There's, I'm a very tight person in the sense of not that I'm tight, but I have tight hamstrings. I have tight, lots of tight muscles. Yeah. <laughs> and so tightness can get injured. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what are some tools that you have used or tools that you regularly use, whether it's footwear or gear or anything like that, that you feel um, you've matched well with your play, with your needs, with your upkeep and maintenance for your health? What are some things that um, other people might be interested in looking into for supplementing or complementing their pickleball journey? Oh, I wish I had it to show you. But um, first of all, I believe that performance comes from the ground up. And so um, our whole being is balanced on our two little feet. And so your shoes have to be like, don't skimp on your shoes. Okay? We'll, we'll have you on another time and you can show all these two. We'll have like more extended okay. conversations, but yeah, so, say more. Shoes is important. I don't, I don't buy a shoe because it's the famous shoe that famous people wear. <laughs> I wear a shoe that when I put it on and I walk around, it feels like I've had it for a year. It's already broken in. I don't believe in breaking in shoes. Um, so from there, I move up the chain and the Keeleys is my, is my number one problem. It's my Keeleys heel <laughs> for injury because I know I could re-injure it again. So I have a stretching device. Um, it, it, um, stretches me further than what I could do if I just had my foot up on a curb or something because it, it, it also stretches my toes so I get um, that that my um, planner area also stretched so I, it's a double thingy and it's just a cool thing to do when you're standing at the fence you can stand on it and you're stretching so device that device really helps me I carry it around my bag all the time and I pull it out and people are like, oh, what's that? Mm -hmm. And show me how. And to the point where I just leave it out by my bag and I, I'm playing the games and I see people using it. And I'm like, do it. I really should be sponsored. No, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, we'll, we'll put links in the description and, and show notes for you guys yes. to look at these things too. But, but yeah, else? It, that's a great device. Um, uh, for a while there, I mean, these are all just therapy devices too. Um, definitely, um, there's a lot of, uh, spinal, spinal activity of rotation when you're playing this game. Um, sure, you could play stiff as a board, but you're not going to get the power that you need. And so, um, I'm really working with my students to get rotation. And that's not just something you just show up with. You have to, especially at my age, we start stiffening up in the spine. So we need to loosen it up. So I have a, a foam core roller that I roll on, on my spine to um, mobilize it um, before I do any strengthening or stretching. That's a good one. And then there are some devices that helped me with my injury. There's one time, I, I never really had tennis elbow or pickleball elbow now, from playing pickleball. I got it from being injured playing pickleball because it was just a freak accident where um, I was, this somebody, this awesome girl, 
um, who's a friend of mine now, I was competing against her and she wailed across court to my backhand and I tried to, and I was like running stretched out fully and trying to get this backhand and I hyperextended my elbow trying to hold the paddle and take that hard blow from, and, and it just hurt. And so basically it inflamed this area right here, but I was still in the middle of a tournament <laughs> and, um, I was, I needed some sort of a bracing and I knew I didn't have it in my bag. And I'm like, does anybody have an elbow brace? And it's amazing what people pull out of their bags. <laughs> so somebody tossed me this elbow brace and I stuck it on and I finished that match. Um, so that I had to wear for a while. Um, and again, I had to rest um, from playing for a bit. I mean, rest, people think rest is like inactivity, but I was still doing stuff, but um, just not requiring the, the wrist um, strength. So um, at that point, I started learning double hands on my pal, double back hands, um, because I, I knew I didn't have the strength with a single anymore from that one. So I've developed a double back hand now. I mean, I can still do single for, for things, but, um, you know, accommodation sometimes teaches you new skills yeah. and double backhands is, is something that everybody's learning to do nowadays, yeah. um, to get more power. So it's been a journey. Yes. Which has been very fun. And for those people who are maybe wanting to follow on your journey or connect with you, do you have any socials that you're willing to share either verbally or we'll drop in the description for people who want to keep up with you. Yeah, um, um, like I mentioned earlier, I have Pickleball for Health with the number four, with the number four. Um, so it's Pickleball for Health. Um, you can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Instagram. And um, it's basically my journey. I, I take um, my journey as an athlete with with my own injury, but also my journey with growing in the love of pickleball and growing with the sport of pickleball. So there's just a mishmash of my anecdotal um, recovery processes and injury process. And then also just, um, just it's kind of a, a little snapshot into my world of pickleball with tournaments and with strategies and with all my coaching um, advice too. There's just little snippets of um, coaching advices that I like little tiny mantras that I teach my students because sometimes these little bites are all that they need to remind them. And when I hear, sometimes I'm walking on courts and I see some of my students playing and they don't know I'm there and they're saying, they say, what did, what did, princess say we need to do there and they'll quote one of my mantras <laughs> and I'm like it works <laughs> it's like serve and stay <laughs> you know that kind of stuff so um yeah um that's what that's what my social media is all about it's it's for health and for some of my coaching tidbits and my personal journey with pickleball yay and also if you guys are interested in reading her story I should have put this closer this. She has a story in it too. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening to Pickleball Physio. If you have questions or something you want us to cover, um, let me know. You can text us at 805-429-4733 or email me at phasept and wellness 
at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at Faze PT and Wellness and reach out. We'd love to continue to share stories and give some more tips and tricks on how to keep us on the courts playing games until we literally cannot stand anymore. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time.